Hello everybody, this is Josh from Global Conservation Solutions. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode 10 of the Global Conservation Newscast. Episode 10 covers the week of March 18th, 2019. And our first story comes from the United Kingdom who has declared they will designate the waters around Ascension Island as a new marine protected area. Ascension Island is one of the United Kingdom's overseas territories and is located almost exactly halfway between Africa and South America in the South Atlantic. The new marine protected area will be the largest fully protected marine reserve in the entire Atlantic Ocean and will conserve over 443,000 square kilometers of marine habitat for a variety of wildlife including Atlantic's second largest green turtle population, record-breaking swordfish and marlin, threatened shark species, and one of the most important tropical seabird breeding sites on Earth. Ascension Island's small and isolated community of approximately 800 people have been calling on the United Kingdom government to protect their waters for quite some time. To help this process along, the Blue Marine Foundation has created a two million pound endowment fund to help support the community in creating this new reserve. The United Kingdom government is moving forward with this designation under their Blue Belt program, which aims to protect over four million square kilometers of marine environment across their overseas territories. So this is a historic win for marine conservation and a really big advancement toward the UK's conservation goals. We want to congratulate the United Kingdom government and the community of Ascension Island for their global leadership in protecting marine wildlife. In Canada, a new provincial park called the Kitiskino Nuenene Wildland has been designated in the province of Alberta. Over 161,000 hectares of boreal forest and wetlands are now conserved thanks to collaborative efforts between industry, government, and indigenous communities. The new park, whose name means Our Land in both Cree and Dene languages, is located directly south of Wood Buffalo National Park, providing a critical ecosystem linkage for a variety of wildlife, including part of the range for the largest and most genetically diverse population of wood bison in North America, important habitat for species at risk such as woodland caribou, and sections of the Athabasca River corridor which are used by hundreds of thousands of waterfowl during their spring and fall migrations. In addition to conserving wildlife, the new park will also help preserve traditional indigenous practices and these will promote the long-term stewardship of the park for generations to come. A new study shows that the population of one of the most endangered birds of prey in Europe, the canary Egyptian vulture, is making a comeback. The canary Egyptian vulture is a unique subspecies of the Egyptian vulture that can only be found in the Canary Islands, which, although politically tied to Spain, are located off the coast of West Africa. Historically, this subspecies could be found across all seven islands in the Canary Archipelago, but habitat loss, poisoning, and collisions with power lines decimated their population, and by 1998, only 21 breeding pairs remained on a single island. 
At this point, a conservation project was established by the LIFE program, which is the environmental funding instrument for the European Union. A series of education campaigns were developed to increase public awareness about the canary Egyptian vulture, and this led to the control of illegal poisoning and even modifying the design of power lines to reduce collisions. As a result of these changes, adult vulture survival increased substantially, and between 1998 and 2017, the population tripled. Today, a new LIFE project has been established to continue building on this success, with the long-term goal of reintroducing the Canary Egyptian vulture to other islands in the Canary Archipelago. The take-home message from this study, which was published in the Journal of Applied Ecology, is that education and awareness campaigns can be an effective tool for biodiversity conservation, especially on small islands with relatively small human populations. The study also highlights the importance of long-term monitoring to evaluate the effectiveness of our conservation actions so that the lessons learned can be used to conserve other species as well. New Zealand's second largest national park is now getting larger, with an expansion of over 64,000 hectares. Kahurengi National Park is located in the northwest corner of New Zealand's South Island and contains some of the rarest wildlife in the country. The new addition increases the size of Kahurengi by 14% and covers a large area of the Mokihane River watershed, conserving over 15 kilometers of river, dense beach podocarp forests, and habitat for many threatened species, everything from plants, birds, land snails, reptiles, fish, and even bats, which are the only native land mammal in New Zealand. The new park addition was only made possible thanks to a 2012 decision by the New Zealand government not to proceed with the controversial hydro dam on the Mokihane River, which would have flooded vast areas of important wildlife habitat. So we want to congratulate both the New Zealand government and the local communities who showed their support for giving national park status to the Mokihane River watershed. Thailand has recently completed the construction of the country's very first wildlife overpass. For those who might not know, a wildlife overpass is a structure built above a road or highway that allows wildlife to safely cross from one side to the other. Wildlife crossings such as overpasses and underpasses are gaining in popularity all around the world, both as a way to reconnect important habitats for wildlife that need to move around the landscape, but also from a safety perspective to avoid wildlife collisions with vehicles. Notable examples of wildlife overpasses include those constructed in Canada's Banff National Park, where 10 species of large animals, including grizzly bears, wolves, moose, and mountain lions, have all been observed using these structures. The Netherlands have also invested heavily in wildlife crossings, which have benefited many species, including European badgers, wild boar, red deer, and roe deer. The overpass constructed in Thailand spans a four-lane highway and connects two national parks, one on either side. The new crossing is expected to benefit Asian elephants, tigers, Asian black bears, wild boar, and many other species as well. In fact, a recent news article showed that the overpass was already being used by deer and other wildlife before they even finished construction. 
So this story is a great example of how we can modify our transportation infrastructure to promote wildlife connectivity, and we want to congratulate the Thai government for their progressive steps to do so. A new study shows that a trailblazing initiative to protect marine life in Turkey is allowing both wildlife and the local economy to rebound. The Gokova Bay Special Environmental Protection Area is a 300 square kilometer coastal marine reserve containing many rare and unique species in Turkey. Within the reserve, there are different zones that allow or prohibit certain activities, one of which is a strict no-take zone that prohibits fishing and any other activities that may harm marine life. Since 2012, a program initiated by Fauna and Flora International and a local organization called Ekdenes Koroma Dernier established community-led patrols in the no-take zone to halt illegal and destructive fishing practices that were occurring there. The study revealed that, since that time, there has been a tenfold increase in the amount of fish in the protected zone, and as a result, predatory species such as Mediterranean monk seals, sandbar sharks, and dusky groupers are also rebounding. Even more, local fishermen have witnessed a fourfold increase in fishing income due to the spillover effect as fish populations grow and expand outside the protected zone. The success of this program will now be replicated across six additional sites in Turkey and will include the restoration of over 500 kilometers of coastal marine ecosystems. This is another great example of the interconnectedness between the economy and the environment and the win-win solutions that can be achieved for both people and wildlife. Our last story comes from Israel where the last 12 months have been a banner year for sea turtles. A record-breaking 13,000 sea turtle eggs have successfully hatched in the country in 2018, and this is partly due to the conservation efforts by the Israel Nature and Parks Authority's Sea Turtle Rescue Center, who have helped transfer sea turtle eggs to protected sites to increase their chances of survival. The majority of these hatchlings are loggerhead sea turtles, which are the most common sea turtle species in the Mediterranean Sea. But leatherback and green sea turtles are also among the successful hatchlings. In addition to this good news, for the first time in over a decade, a green sea turtle has been recorded on Israel's southern coast, which suggests that this species may be recovering in the Red Sea as well. These stories add to the ongoing recovery of sea turtles all around the world thanks to hundreds of programs aimed at protecting nesting beaches, halting poaching of eggs, and minimizing sea turtle bycatch in fishing gear. So congratulations to the Israel Nature and Parks Authority and their volunteers for this celebration-worthy milestone. That wraps up episode 10 of the Global Conservation Newscast. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and you'll get updates about all the new episodes that we publish. If you'd like to see more conservation success stories, you can follow Global Conservation Solutions on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And also, if you have your own conservation success story you'd like to share, please use the hashtag LetNatureThrive on any of those social media platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Josh signing off. We will see you next week.